most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 1. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, and here to break down the Thursday night slate and the Week 1 main slate with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the biz, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? I am super stoked that we finally get to break down a real regular season football game with the Lions and Chiefs. And, oh, by the way, Travis Kelsey might miss. So, you know, we're scrambling to figure out our projections. But, yeah, I'm super excited. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just grinding, you know. It's that, it's that time of year. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, projections, if you want to hear Sean and I talking some more player projections, be sure to check out the Action Network podcast uh, player projections episode for week one over on the Action Network podcast channel. And uh, we will be bringing back our five-star rating contest here uh, for this podcast. So every week we'll pick our favorite five-star rating and review and we'll give away uh, some swag or an Action Network uh, pro sub if you don't have one. So your choice, just be sure to leave us a five-star Rating and review, and pick out our favorite one and announce it uh, starting on next week's podcast. So, for this pod, what we do, we start, we break down a Thursday night DFS showdown slate, then we hop into some of our favorite stacks, our our favorite dart throws for uh, the main slate, and uh, and then we're gonna build some some lineups, and we're gonna do it a little different this year. I'll. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that as we get uh, to that point uh, in the show, but uh, we will be switching up. Should be fun. But let's start with Thursday night. Lions at the Chiefs. Bread down to five and a half in favor of the Chiefs. The total still 54. Travis Kelsey, hyperextended knee in practice, may miss the game. You know, it's not much turnaround time here with the Thursday start. So, uh, it seems at this point, as we record this on uh, late Tuesday, seems like he will miss, but uh, you never know. So, uh, Sean, who is going to be your favorite captain spot play now that, you know, I'm, I'm assuming Mahomes and Kelton, you know, Mahomes is yeah. kind of maybe off the table too for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, Mahomes might be contrarian now. I, I think yeah. a lot of people are going to pivot away from Mahomes. But I'm sticking with the guy I was going to talk with before the Kelsey news. I'm going with Dave Montgomery. Um, I think he's the sneaky pick for this slate because he might not even be the most popular running back play from his own team in the captain slot. I think a lot of people are going to want to use Jameer Gibbs in his debut, uh, and rightfully so. Um, you know, he could see a ton of work in the passing game in this game. So uh, he, he's a sensible play, but I think Montgomery is a sneaky one because 
there is a path for Monty to win this slate. You know, he's going to be taking over the Jamal Williams role likely. So I expect him to get pretty much every goal line snap. So there's a chance he can score two touchdowns here on the ground, which would certainly uh, make him the play uh, to take down this slate. Um, You know, everybody's talking about Travis Kelsey potentially missing the game. Obviously that's massive, but Chris Jones, he's still in the middle of his holdout. That could, you know, he's probably going to miss tomorrow night's game as well. So that's going to boost uh, Monty even more because um, last season when Chris Jones is on the field, opponents averaged 4.3 yards per attempt. When he was off the field, they averaged 5.8 yards per attempt. So um, without Travis Kelsey, you know, I, I could see this being a closer game where the Lions can lean on the run. So I think Monty could have a huge game here. Probably going to be overlooked, especially in the captain slot. So I, he's my favorite play in the captain slot right now. Yeah, I got a... I think it's 28 to one future on Monty to nice. lead the league in rushing touchdowns. So I hope you are correct. I uh, hope we get off to a good start in week one. Uh, I was initially going to go Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you know, I just, the chiefs always score so many points in week one. Uh, they've been over 30, uh, I believe in six of the last seven, you know, they're, they're just, great, you know, with that long rest and preparation time. But, you know, this is a curveball, you know, not much time to kind of adjust if Kelsey's going to be out or even limited. So I do still like Mahomes as a contrarian play. I think he'll spread the ball around uh, if Kelsey's out. And, you know, we know better than a doubt Mahomes. He could still put up 300 yards and, and three scores. But uh, I'm going to go with Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, he's another guy with massive upside. You get him at a little bit of a discount to Mahomes uh, and a guy like Kelsey, uh, but he posted five games of 20 or more DraftKings points uh, last season, three games of 20 or more FanDuel points, had a high of 42. Uh, Chiefs cornerback Eljarius Sneed's been a little bit banged up, been missing some time, so uh, that might that might affect him, You know, who's probably going to have to cover St. Brown a lot because Sneed is the guy who can kind of go inside, outside the most. So uh, I think it's a, a good matchup. I think the Chiefs will still score points. You know, the total still 54, even though the line's moving toward the Lions. Uh, and uh, I think this Detroit offense, really, there's just value all over. So love me some St. Brown. I have him as my wide receiver for this week, uh, you know, across the entire uh, NFL. So uh, love him in this uh, Thursday night slate in the captain spot. Yeah, no, I, I love this as well. I guess I'm rooting for your pick to be right because I have a future on Amon Ra to lead the league in receptions at 18 to one. <laughs> like um, and that was Cooper Cup, you know, missing week one makes that look a lot better. And now Kelsey, yep. who's a contender in that market. Uh, but yeah, I think Chris Jones' absence could help Amon Ra as well because, um, you know, the Chiefs ranked seventh in pressure rate when he was on the field last year and dropped down to 21st. Um, when he in pressure rate when he was off the field and Goff was had the second highest discrepancy and yards per attempt um, when facing pressure versus a clean pocket so he probably had more time to to hit his number one target Amon Ra so yeah I think you, you can't go wrong with either of these, either of these guys all right who do you like for value plays kind of mid-range or you know just guys you think are great values yeah, so for the Lions, I got to go with my boy Sam Laporta here. Um, you know, his roster ship, I don't know what it'll be tomorrow, but it's probably going to be lower than it should be um, because there, there's a decent chance he's going to be a top two, top three target for Jared Goff out of the gate. Um, you know, most rookie tight ends get off to slow starts, but, you know, Laporta probably won't be asked to block as much as your typical, you know, rookie tight end. 
um, which should help his transition to the NFL. I, I think he's pretty much just a receiver at this point. So he could start his career uh, with a bang similar to TJ Hawkinson. We, you know, we referenced his debut where he caught like nine catches for 150 yards or something. So, um, you know, he has that kind of upside. So just trying to, uh, to invest in Laporta early and often. I think this is the perfect uh, slate to do it. And then on the Chiefs side, you know, <laughs> there's so many options now uh, with Travis Kelsey potentially missing. Um, I think Noah Gray is obviously in play now, but I'm, I'm still sticking with Richie James is probably my favorite value play uh, for the Chiefs. I think he could see a decent amount of playing time uh, out of the slot early on. You know, Kadarius Tony looks like he will play, but have to assume he's going to be very limited. So we, we could see uh, a ton of Richie James, especially since, you know, Rasheed Rice, Justin Ross might get eased into action uh, earlier in the season. So I could see them leaning on James. Uh, a veteran like James, especially with Kelsey out. So I, I wouldn't be shocked if Richie James puts up like a four or five catch game for 40 to 50 yards and potentially a touchdown. So um, he could be a sneaky play on this slate. Yeah, and Kadon- K- Kadarius Tony is priced up uh, as yeah. the most expensive chief wide receiver, which I don't think that should be the case, uh, at least not yet. Uh, we got to see him actually stay on the field and lead them, you know, or, or get pretty close to, to leading them in routes run. Uh, so uh, I do like Richie James. I think he will, I think he, he, he has a chance to even be a top three in terms of routes run. You know, if yeah. Tony goes back to being that more of that, you know, 25 to 35% guy that he was uh, down the stretch last year. Uh, for me, a couple guys uh, on Detroit, Josh Reynolds is only 2,800 on DraftKings. He averaged an 88% route participation rate in eight games without Jamison Williams uh, last year. 3.7 catches, 51 yards, and uh, about 0.3 touchdowns in in those games. And, uh, you know, I think the top four is going to be Amon Ra, Josh Reynolds, Marvin Jones, and Khalif Raymond. Uh, We don't know exactly how much. Uh, you know, the, the, those three after Amon Ra, like exactly how they're going to split the snaps up. But, uh, you know, Reynolds coming in here at, at 2,800, I think he has a good chance to be uh, among the top three uh, of those guys in in routes run and just still expecting a high scoring game. So anytime you can get a guy that averaged you know, 50, over 50 yards a game, um, which, again, he did without in the games without James Williams, who suspended, uh, I think you got to take it. So. Uh, you know, that's kind of uh, another guy. If you're going with Amon Ra as the captain, Goff, you need to stack one or two more. I think Reynolds uh, makes for a great choice uh, at just 2,800. Uh, and then on the Chiefs side, I think Sky Moore is a, is a pretty good value in that mid-range, you know, 4,800. He's cheaper than Kadarius Toney, uh, but he is expected to be kind of, you know, in that top two uh, in terms of routes uh, for Kansas City receivers because, you know, again, Tony's more of a gadget guy, Richie James, the slot guy, but Sky Moore, you know, the reports where he's been on the field, pretty much every formation, you know, two wide, three wide, whatever not. So uh, I do think he has a chance to be either the number one or number two receiver uh, for this game. Obviously his target rate uh, on a per route basis now with Kelsey in doubt uh, projects higher and there's a chance if Kelsey does play, he's a decoy. So either way, you know, Sky Moore has a pretty decent chance to be the top target in this offense. And that's obviously very valuable 
you know, especially going against this Lion defense, who I think they'll be better, but, you know, they kind of changed out their whole cornerback unit. It might take some time to, to gel and get everything together. And we all, we know KC is always going to have a, go, a good plan in week one, Kelsey or not. So um, I'm expecting, I'm expecting, I'm still expecting good things for Mahomes. And mm-hmm. if you're, if you're going Mahomes in a captain spot to go more in the, in the, just in the regular honor, but you can, I, I would also take a couple of shots at, at more in the captain spot. Cause again, I think he has uh, probably the best chance of non Kelsey Chiefs pass catchers to lead the team in receiving. So uh, like me some Sky Moore at 4,800 in that mid range. Yeah, I think at this point he's got to be the favorite uh, to lead the team uh, in in receptions and yards and everything. Um, I'm just worried his price point so cheap that he might be pretty chalky. But hopefully, you know, people are kind of distracted with Kadarius Tony, even though he's expensive, and maybe like Marquez Valdez Scantling, who I honestly think like his target share might not be impacted by Kelsey being out at all. Yeah, um, right. So hope, you know, so uh, hopefully people are sleeping on Sky Moore, but yeah, he should be the favorite. Uh, to leave the team in receiving uh, this week. All right. What about dart throws? Those super cheap guys. Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, they're okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Uh, for the Lions, I, I am really going with a dart throw here. Uh, Antoine Green. Um, he is a true showdown slate play here. Uh, but I think, you know, Jamison Williams out. Uh, it, obviously, it's going to be a three-way committee between, like, Marvin Jones, Josh Reynolds, Cleef Raymond. Uh, for most of the routes. However, Green might actually be the real Jamison Williams uh, replacement. You know, a guy that'll play eight games and maybe just get one catch for 40 yards and a touchdown (laughs) kind of guy. Like, that's him. Um, I mean, he's a seventh round pick out of UNC. Like, he's he's a deep threat specialist. Uh, He's fast. Uh, 31% of his targets uh, last year were 20 plus yards downfield. That was 11th highest rate of the 117 wide receivers in this draft class and he flashed out off in preseason he caught a 75 yard touchdown to essentially close the half from uh, Teddy Bridgewater so he could break this slate on a single catch I'm guessing his roster ship will be like under two percent or something ridiculous but he is the actual Jamison Williams uh, replacement so love him on this slate um, and on the Chiefs side uh, for a dart throw I would have to say Clyde Edwards Hilaire just because you know, he's clearly the number three back, um, but he could see a bit more work here just because I do think they're going to ease Isaiah Pacheco in. Um, you know, he missed most of camp and preseason coming back from his shoulder surgery. So um, either way, I, I think Allaire is going to get some work here. Uh, plus with the, you know, news of Kelsey potentially missing, the Chiefs are going to probably going to rely on their back, r- their running backs even more. So that, that gives Allaire an even bigger bump. I think most people have just given up on Clyde Edwards Hilaire and will ignore him in the slate. But uh, I think for a showdown slate, he's definitely sneaky. Yeah. I I think, you know, Matt Nagy coming back as the offensive coordinator. He hasn't been here since 2017. Uh, I still think Pacheco is far and away the most talented back in that backfield. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, you make a good point. It's, it's week one. He's Pacheco's been out. So, and it just looks like Edwards Hilaire is going to be more of a factor um, this year than he was uh, last year when he essentially was benched, healthy or not. So, uh, yeah, I think Edwards Aware might surprise some people. And you never know, Andy Reid backfield. You never know. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> for me, uh, I got to go Khalif Raymond here. I mean, he's so cheap. 800 <laughs> hours on drafting, that is a glitch. I don't know how that happened, but there's a non-zero chance that 
Raymond is among that top three. You know, we kind of thinking of him as probably that number four guy behind with Jones and Reynolds on the outside and Amon Ra in the slot. But Reynolds, uh, excuse me, Raymond averaged a 73% route participation rate uh, in 10 games without Jamison Williams last season. Now, some of those games, you know, DJ Chark was out and, you know, Reynolds was missing some games too. So it, it's, you know, you can't, it's not a one for one thing, but Raymond got a contract extension uh, and they love him. And he's always kind of more involved than you think. Like even when Jamison Williams came back, Raymond was still a little bit more involved than I think people thought. So uh, I'm willing to to take a, a, a lot of shots on, on Raymond here who, I mean, $800, that's, that's just egregious, <laughs> uh, you know, for a guy who uh, I, I would expect to get, multiple catches at a minimum he averaged three catches for 37 uh in the 10 games without williams but yeah i would expect at least two catches he is a fast guy uh, he'll also return some kicks here and there some some punts so you could get some a uh, couple extra cracks at a touchdown that way maybe you stack them with the the detroit uh defense special teams or something like that but a lot of ways to to kind of fill out your lineups and cash games. I mean, he's pretty much got to be a lock. Yeah. Uh, I think. And uh, on the other side, same thing for Noah Gray. Um, you know, if Kelsey plays, I'd like Gray more because I think people will be mm-hmm. off of him and uh, Gray will get more playing time than, than usual. But Gray was approaching a 40% route participation rate last season. Uh, and that was with Kelsey playing in every game. So if Gray plays more, uh, he's going to be underpriced sitting there at uh, 2400 But if Kelsey does play, I think Gray is kind of sneaky because then people will be off of him. And, you know, we're all kind of thinking about all these wide receivers. They'll probably have <laughs> six, maybe even seven wide receivers active in this game. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're all going to kind of forget about the tight ends. And, you know, Joe Fortson, their other yep. tight end, is on injured reserve. So, Gray, you know, Fortune was a little bit more of a receiver, you know, red zone guy. Gray might have to take over some of that role because Blake Bell, the other tight end, he's like a true blocker. He's mm-hmm. older at this point, not really much of a threat. But Gray entering year three could see a little bit of a, a step forward for him. So uh, I like me some uh, some Noah Gray. Yeah, the uh, 800 <laughs> price tag for Raymond has to be a typo, I'm guessing. They didn't mean eight grand. They probably meant twenty eight hundred, which is how much yeah. Josh Reynolds is. But uh, I have them basically uh, even in my projections. Um, so yeah, if, if you're playing cash lineups, he's a no brainer. But Antoine Green, he's two hundred. I think after his one catch for forty yards and a touchdown, he'll look super cheap too. But uh, yeah, Raymond at <laughs> eight hundred is obviously a misprice. Let's uh, jump over to the main slate and let's start out. Just talk some uh, some quarterbacks you're using and uh, some guys you're going to be stacking in tournaments. Yeah, so the first one is, uh, obviously, I've been talking up Zay Jones um, heading into week one. But I, I think that for week one, I definitely have to have some Trevor Lawrence, Calvin Ridley stacks, especially against the Colts. You know, this secondary um, is very shaky heading into the season. So I think that this will be the, the week to kind of hit the ground running with Lawrence and Ridley from all reports and what I saw in preseason really looks as good as we remember he was in 2020. So definitely want to load up on them this week. I think another good one is Sam Howell and Jahan Dotson uh, against the Cardinals. You know, they have really great chemistry, like all throughout the preseason, even when Terry McLaurin was in there, uh, it was like Dotson was Howell's guy. So um, Terry might play. He might be limited this week. 
their tight end situation is in flux. So I think this could be a huge week uh, for Jahan Dotson and for Sam Howell uh, against the Cardinals. So love them. Uh, and for the Rams, I think we, even though Cooper Cup's out, I want to make some stacks around them. So I think Matthew Stafford and Tyler Higby, obviously, sprinkled in with Tutu Atwell, um, who I think could be running around on about 80% of Stafford's dropbacks this week. He's a deep threat kind of guy. Um, could catch a couple, uh, you know, long gains here. So I, I think that stack is also kind of sneaky, um, especially with, you know, the, the Seahawks secondary is banged up right now. You know, Jamal Adams is has already been ruled out. Devin Witherspoon um, might not play. So it could be an easy matchup for Stafford. And he's got to throw it to somebody with Cooper Cup out. So I, I think that's a sneaky stack this week. Yeah, I love the Ram stacks because – you know, as I mentioned, I think that defense is going to struggle. I think Geno has a good matchup. I think that uh, Seattle offense has a good matchup. So uh, I do think the Rams are going to have to throw it uh, a lot in this game. And uh, it's Matthew Stafford. So he's still going to be able to complete passes and kind of go up and down the field. Uh, not as efficiently without Cup, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I think, you know, Atwell, Van Jefferson, uh, Higby, probably even – uh, Nakua, I think, even is worth a, a dart throw. Uh, he, he'll yeah. probably get, get get a good amount of playing time uh, as well. But yeah, I like that Atwell call. I love I love me some Tutu. I'm glad he's finally going to get a <laughs> yeah. get a little bigger role. I'm excited to see what he can do. Uh, for me, you know, the 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 game that sticks out is that Dolphin Charger game. You know, the total 51. So I, I do want. Uh, the quarterbacks on both sides of that, they're pretty affordable. You know, Justin Herbert's under 7K on, on DraftKings, a um, little more expensive on FanDuel at 8,100, so I, I prefer him on DraftKings. Uh, but uh, the Herbert-Mike Williams stack, very affordable, 6,900 for Herbert on DraftKings, 5,700 for Williams. Uh, and then if you want to just go full-on game stack, obviously Keenan Allen, 7,300 can include him. I also think Joshua Palmer would be sneaky. He's probably going to open the year or not probably almost certainly is going to open the year as the number three wide receiver over Quentin Johnson. That's the reports we've heard. And he's only 4k on DraftKings. So uh, again, I think Justin Herbert is going to lead the league in passing yards. I think they're going to play at a ridiculous pace. I think he's going to be going down the field. So I wouldn't mind a, you know, Herbert Williams Palmer stack because I think Allen probably going to catch the most underneath balls. So, you know, you could, you could roster Allen. You don't need the quarterback. You know, he if, if Allen's killing for you, he's probably getting 10 catches. But, uh, you know, Williams, Palmer, think they could do things a little more down the field. So, like that one. Tua, obviously, it's Hill or Waddle or both. Um, you know, you're not really going into anybody else on that on that Dolphin squad. I also like Geno Smith, you know, is, is kind of on the opposite side of that Stafford stack you know I'm going to have exposure to both sides of that game as well I think that Rams defense is going to make uh for a pretty good fantasy afternoon for everybody involved and Gino's only 6100 on DraftKings just 7200 on FanDuel love him stacked with Lockett Metcalf and uh if Smith and Jigba plays uh, I'll even throw sprinkle some in with him but I think should be the Metcalf and Lockett show remember no Jalen Ramsey uh and no uh, Taylor Rapp, no Nick Scott. I mean, it's the secondary yeah. just decimated from last year. So those guys should be running. One of those guys should be running free all day in the back of that Rams secondary. Uh, I think an interesting one, especially on DraftKings, is Deshaun Watson at 6K. You know, 
going up against the Cleveland, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, you're going to have Joe Burrow putting up numbers. We know Joe Burrow is going to get his. So, you know, for Cleveland, at some point, they're probably going to have to throw the football. And uh, we know Deshaun can run, and we don't know how well he can throw the football. But at 6K, I'm willing to kind of take take some chances here. You could stack him with Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore also very cheap, just 3800 uh, on DK. So a lot of options. Njoku, I mean, I would stack him with DPJ, Njoku, Cooper, or uh, Moore. A combination of two of those four in, in every lineup. So, And all of those are pretty affordable. Um, Jordan Love, love him at 5K mm-hmm. on DraftKings, 6400 on FanDuel, stacked with Christian Watson, who just makes touchdowns out of thin air and uh, could throw in some Luke Musgrave or some Romeo Dobbs uh, as well. That Bear defense, I expect it to be better, but they're relying on a lot of young guys in that secondary. We'll see how much better they are right off the jump in week one. I tend to think they'll kind of improve as the year goes on. So uh, like love uh, this uh, this week. Yeah, I think the one I didn't think about that I love is the Justin Herbert stack with just – Josh Palmer somewhere in there. So like with Keenan Allen or Michael Lines, because I think people, including myself, want to see Quentin Johnson be the number three receiver, but that's just not the case right now. Josh Palmer is clearly the number three receivers. I think people are sleeping on him. His, his roster ship should be like super low this week. Uh, But yeah, just getting him in some stacks with Herbert is just a great way to go. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think you're going to have, Xavier Howard in, you know, kind of going back to more of a, like a, uh, a more of a zone heavy scheme mm. this year under, they got Fangio, right? They, they hired yeah, Fangio. Yeah. So it's going to be a little bit of a different defense. So Howard struggled a lot in, in man coverage last year, but he's still pretty solid in his own. So, um, you know, it could be like maybe a Palmer Keenan Allen stack, you know, if, uh, you know, kind of, with those two deep safeties that Fangio mm. loves to run, you get that underneath stuff and then hope Palmer can, can, you know, hit a, yeah. a big play just uh, at, for cheap, or maybe just rack up a bunch of catches, get a touchdown, something. So yeah, I, I kind of like that Allen Palmer stack as a way to kind of save, uh, mo- you know, save money as well. But Williams yeah. is so cheap that I think you have to include him as well. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's talk about just some, some dart throws. I know you like Jordan Love uh, at quarterback. We already talked about him. Let's just yeah. go right to running back. Um, okay. I think that's where um, that's where you know the real interesting guys lie. Who do you like for uh, for dart throws at running back? Yeah, so um, I mentioned him on our previous pod, but uh, Deion Jackson, uh, especially at forty one hundred, um, is in play. You know, I think people will be shied away from the situation, even though there's a ton of upside, but. Um, you know, it's going to be a three-way committee between Jackson, Zach Moss, and Evan Hull. Um, but I, I would still lean Jackson because he should see the biggest workload out of the gate. You know, Zach Moss is coming back from the broken arm. Could limit him early on. I, I don't think the Colts will trust Evan Hull and pass protection in week one. So I think Jackson could see 10 to 15 touches um, in week one. Uh, a lot of receiving work as well. So especially on a full PPR site like DK, uh, he is in play for me. Um, and the other guy, uh, my bet on talent um, heading in the season is Khalil Herbert against the Packers at 5,300. Um, he's probably going to offer the most value early in the season just because he's going to be the week one starter. They're probably going to lean on him 
heavier out of the gate, but we could see Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson um, offer more value at times as the season goes on. But I think for week one, this is the time to invest in Khalil Herbert. I, I think he's extremely talented. Um, I think he could hang on to the number one job all year, but uh, just especially week one, we got to use him, especially against the Packers defense. They rank 31st in DVOA against the run last year. So I, I love this matchup, love the player. And I think he, his roster ship will be a bit lower um, than it should be. So th- those are my two favorite uh, value plays right now. Yeah. And I actually don't mind Herbert on DraftKings because he breaks big runs. And so he mm. has that shot at those, that 100 yard bonus where I know he's not projected to catch many passes. Yeah. So a lot of people might gravitate to using him more on FanDuel. But I think his explosiveness and the fact that you get that three-yard bonus uh, probably makes him a better DraftKings play because I think, like you know, if he, he he's probably get to to really pay off, he's probably going to need like you know a hundred yards uh, plus, yeah. you know, because he's not catching passes. So might, might as well get the three extra uh, points for it. Uh, yeah, like Jackson as well, and I have kind of a contrarian pivot off of Jackson. Um, he's cheaper. He's 100 more expensive on DraftKings and 700 cheaper on FanDuel. And that's Kenny Gainwell. Uh, you know, I have no idea how this Philly backfield is going to shake out, <laughs> Yeah. but, uh, I, what I do know is that Gainwell is the guy that has been reportedly essentially the guy that's going to play more than we initially thought, you know, it's like Swift. We, we still kind of, it's kind of up in the air. Rashad Penny's probably going to play a little less than we initially thought, but Gainwell's the guy that's really kind of screwing up all these projections. So I'll take a shot at him at 4,200 on DK, 4,900 on FanDuel, especially when I think there is going to be more uh, gravitation toward Deion Jackson, uh, especially, you know, with, uh, with Jonathan Terra being out. It's, Jackson's probably going to be a guy that I think builds some hype as the, as the week goes on, whereas no one really knows what the heck is going to go is, is happening with Gainwell. So <laughs> yeah. I think his, you can, he has a chance that, you know, 5% or, or below, maybe he gets a little higher, but either way, uh, I think, you know, now is a good time to buy him. He did a- average 11 carries and uh, three targets in the postseason. So I don't, I don't think he gets quite that many, but he has a chance, especially if the Eagles are in uh positive game script. So like me some, some Gainwell at uh at running back. Yeah, no, that, I mean, he, it's impossible to project them right now. Just there's too much uncertainty, which is bad for season-long head-to-head formats or cash games. But GBPs, yep. that's what it's all about. Like, he, he could see 10-plus touches in this offense uh, would be a winner. So, yeah, I, I'm down for that in GPPs. All other formats, I'm staying away. But oh, yeah, no, no cash games. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's he's the, that's what you want. You want volatility. His roster ship will probably be lower than it should be in GPPs. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't think of that. But, yeah, love that call. All right, uh, wide receiver. We already we talked about Tutu Atwell already. Uh, who else do you like? Well, yeah, just I like a trio of receivers that are 3K, uh, Tutu Atwell being the first one, Trey Palmer, Marvin Mims. Um, so I think all three of these guys are worth flyers in GPPs this week. Um, we They're – set for much bigger week one roles than anticipated due to injuries. And they're all receivers that can win downfield. So they can break this slate with only one or two catches. Um, So these are the guys, um, you know, that are min price that I'm absolutely going to be sprinkling in, um, in most of my GPP lineups. 
Um, yeah, like I love Trey Palmer's upside uh, and Marvin Mims as well. You know, he, he's one of my favorite deep threats from this rookie class. So all three of these guys, I'm going to have a ton of this week. Yeah, there's a lot of options here at the, at the minimum price because, you know, a lot of guys kind of came into roles after the pricing was already released. So uh, I like those guys. Jaden Reed, another rookie at min price, should be the starting slot receiver for the Packers. Like him as well. Jonathan Mingo, pay attention to what happens with that Carolina receiving core, but Chark and Marshall are a little banged up. Uh, but Mingo may still be a, a top three guy uh, for them, even with uh, Marshall healthy and Chark healthy. So uh, he's at 3,200 on DK, 4,500 on FanDuel. He's, he's interesting. You know, the Falcons have A.J. Terrell, one of the corner spots, but the second spot, you know, that other outside spot, bit of a question mark. Okuda got hurt. So, um, you know, there could be some 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 openings there. And Elijah Moore, I mentioned him already, 3,800 mm-hmm. on DraftKings. Uh, really like him there. 57 on FanDuel. Little, not, not as, uh, don't like him as much there, but I think 3,800 on DK is way too cheap. He'll be used as a, a kind of a gadget guy but we know he can also catch the football um and has a chance to kind of leapfrog donovan people's drones uh and be that you know number two receiver in that offense so i want to buy him while his price is uh is still low and and puka nakua i think is another guy you know tutu and puka are both min price on DraftKings, and puka is also min priced on Fanduel. so uh you know i i I do think he gets a pretty decent amount of playing time uh, here in week one with uh, with Cooper Cup out. So uh, interested in him as well. Because, again, I just think the Rams are going to be having to throw the ball because their defense is going to give up points uh, yeah. going back the other way. Let's go to tight end. Who do you like for dart throws there? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Yeah, so I, obviously Tyler Higby sticks out like a sore thumb at 4,800. But um, going a little bit deeper down, I think Irv Smith Jr., at 3,600 makes a ton of sense. Um, seems like an under-the-radar play. I, I don't know if his roster ship's going to be too high, but he's taking over the Hayden Hurst role and could be a top three, top four target for Joe Burrow most weeks. So, um, And he's very talented, you know, former second-round pick. He's fully healthy right now. Um, so this would be the time to kind of take a flyer on him. Um, and speaking of the guy Irv Smith is replacing, I think Hayden Hurst at 3K um, is sneaky as well, you know, he might not be the most efficient tight end, but he's going to see a ton of routes. I think he's going to be averaging 70, 80% routes run rate most weeks. So that's, you know, that's a no brainer play when you can get him at min price. Um, but yeah, if, if I'm not going Tyler Higby, I think these guys towards the, the bottom uh, are feeling the most value right now. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, there's going to be tight ends. It's all about routes. You know, that's just kind of yeah. what we, are looking for there's only so many guys that have the talent of a kelsey or or a kittle uh or whatnot so everybody else you're just kind of hoping that you get enough routes that you can get those four four or five catches uh, and hopefully a touchdown uh for me one of the guy i'll throw in there is luke musgrave rookie tight end but expected to start right off the bat for green bay can do some things down the field so not just an underneath low a dot guy and 2,900 on DraftKings, 4,500 on FanDuel. Great price fits perfectly with, you know, you could go Jordan Love, Christian Watson and Musgrave. Uh, super cheap stack lets you uh, pay up at a lot of other positions. So uh, like, uh, like Musgrave, just based on, again, just routes, you know, I'm projecting Musgrave to 
you know, be on the field for at least two thirds of the snaps right off the bat for the Green Bay Packers. And in a pretty easy matchup, uh, at yeah. least it looks like on paper <laughs> uh, against the Bears. All right. So I mentioned earlier, we were going to kind of switch things up a little bit. So last year, what we did was we kind of alternated building a DraftKings and a FanDuel lineup. You know, Sean would make a pick. I would make a pick. Sean would make a pick. I would make a pick. This year, we're going to try something a little different. Uh, we're going to build lineups, but uh, we're going to build one lineup each uh, on DraftKings and uh, and then do the same for FanDuel. And essentially, Sean will make a pick, and then I can't pick that player. So we'll have no overlap, and then we'll also be able to uh, track our lineups head-to-head, see who's doing uh, better and who's who's getting more value out of their picks. So it uh, should be fun. Nice little friendly competition since we, you know, on the Action Network uh, projections pod, we do our props and we kind of track that throughout the year. So this will just give us another little, another way to have uh, some friendly competition and also twice as many lineups. So uh, yep. everybody wins. <laughs> so I'll let you get the, uh, the first pick on DraftKings since uh, I am hosting. So and then, you can... And then you get FanDuel first pick. Yeah, sure. So uh, go right. uh, whenever you're ready. All right, well... <laughs> Uh, there's a lot to pick from. I, I think I'm going to just have to go with the guy I think is the most value uh, on DK right now. So I'm going with uh, Dion Jackson. Saving some cash here. Okay. So you got Dion Jackson. Give me my man. Freshly skinny. <laughs> odd number year. Time to ball out. Just 5,500. Debo Samuel. Oh, there we go. Oh, Nice. Potential uh, George Kittle news, huh? Even even if George Kittle is yeah, 100, this is extremely <laughs> right. cheap. I just haven't updated standing. projections with Kittle potentially being out. So, yeah, he, he would go way up. Um, <laughs> I'm going to just go with this guy because I'm worried you might snipe him for me. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of value at tight end, but I'm going with our boy uh, Tyler Higbee okay. at 4,800. Yeah, I'm surprised he's even priced that high. I mean, I'm used to getting Tyler Higby at like 3,700. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, I'm projecting him for like five and a half catches, and he's yeah, like, he's not a slam dunk, but um, especially like if Kittle misses, like he'll stick out a little bit more. Um, there are some nice cheap options, but he's either way, he's still too cheap right now. No, absolutely, absolutely. Let's go, Alexander Madison, 6,500 nice. <laughs> uh, on DK. Got him as an RB one. Way above consensus, expecting Minnesota to run with more heavy personnel. So I expect them to have decent success here. Home favorite back, all things I like. So let's yep. do it. I, I'm doing it. I'm going with the quarterback. Probably the guy that you were looking for, but uh, Justin Herbert uh, at <laughs> 6,900. Uh, I, I think it. it's easier. Like, there's some cheap guys I like at quarterback, uh, but I think it's probably going to be easier to take a stud like him and just go cheaper elsewhere. Just with all the injuries popping up. So I, I'm going to have to go with Herbert here. Oh, no, I don't hate that at all. I love Herbert. Yeah. I think he's probably the best, uh, one of the best, if not the best, dollar for dollar play. Yeah. Uh, especially on DK. Uh, okay. So you already got a tight end and a quarterback. So that's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> that means I don't have to yeah. work about that. Yep. Let me let me take a defense. That's what I need to do. Since we're there, doing, you go. This is the this is the game theory behind this. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, the Commanders are twenty eight hundred mm. against the Josh Dobbs, Clayton Toon, Arizona Cardinals. Give me that. <laughs> Give me that. Give me that. Nice. 
Um, I'm going to have to go with a... Yeah, I'm going to go with receiver. I'm going to have to go with my boy. Uh, Corlin Sutton. Sign me up for 5200 right now. Yeah. It's that, but that just speaks to how mispriced Debo is. Like, Debo oh, is yeah, like that is 50, 300 yeah. more than Sutton. That's <laughs> like a pretty, that's a different tier of uh, a receiver. But yeah, Sutton likely to be that number one guy in week one for Denver. All right. Uh, let's see. I am going to roll with Calvin Ridley at 6,500. Pretty, pretty solid mm. price. Hit the ground running for a guy that I think could uh, be a top five, yep. has top five upside when it's all said and done. For sure. Um, I, I'm going to have to take another receiver as well. Um, I'm going to counter your Debo and take the other receiver for the Niners, Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I okay. think he's, he's due for a big season. I've been hearing good things. Um, he's looked great. So, uh, if, if Kittle is out this week, uh, I, I want some shares of one of these receivers. So give me Ayuk. Yeah, you can only 4,900. That, that is a good yeah. price. These Niners are just, I mean, I know it's you well, know, a for a game, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, that's those still great prices. They're probably priced when Trey Lance was potentially their week one starter too. Word. Long, yeah, right. long time ago. Very, very long time ago. <laughs> so I got an average of 57.40 to go quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end flex. Um... This is tough. Let's see. Let's go with Joe Mixon at 6,800. Another guy's in my top 12. Nice. Um, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to go with Austin Eckler. I'm going to spend up here, give All myself right. every Chargers touchdown with Herbert Ooh, and Eckler. Love it. little nice sneaky floor ceiling combo there. I love it. I go with Mark Andrews at sixty two hundred. Man, you really screwed me over with that Commanders pick. I, I didn't see that. Uh, defense is brutal. Um, I'm going to have to just spend up and take the Ravens at four K. I was considering either either them or like the Jaguars. I think are the only other options. But um, I'm have to spend up. But yeah, in hindsight, I should have taken Commanders first pick overall. <laughs> I mean, they are. I mean, value. they're twenty eight hundred. We don't even know which quarterback they're facing yet, but my god! And I still have you know fifty nine hundred per player left over, so I don't mind spending up for defense, especially for week one. All right, go Chris Godwin, wide receiver three. Oh, Mike Evans might be a little banged up. Tampa Bay got I got the Madison uh, running back, oh, so yeah. it's a little correlation and, yep. and whatnot. Godwin had one game with. Fewer than 10 points on DraftKings last year. So, yeah, let's go Godwin. Um, Man, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to go with Jahan Dotson at 5K. Um, e- even if Terry plays this week, I, I think he's still going to lead the team in receiving. So, uh, just the easy matchup, chemistry, Sam Hall. Love, love Dotson at 5K. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I was looking at him, too. All right. Uh, I am going to close it out. Let's see. I'll go with my boy Anthony Richardson at QB. 5,600. <laughs> 42 left over in the flex. Yep. Uh, man, I have, so I have 6,700 left over. I wish Alexander Madison was available because he's 6,500. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with the next best option, Aaron Jones at 6,300. So I'm actually leaving $400 on the table, which you know isn't great for like a cash game, but I just love the matchup. Um, at, Especially on DK, full point PPR. 
uh, can't pass him up here. So that's that's my flex play. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. My flex is going to be a little bit tougher. I got forty two hundred. Give me some uh, Elijah Moore. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave some money on the table and go for some upside here too. How much money do you have on the table? I have four hundred on the table. Oh, okay. So um, Richardson at quarterback at fifty six hundred. Madison sixty five hundred. Mixon at sixty eight hundred at running back. Wide receivers Debo at fifty five hundred. Ridley at sixty five. Godwin fifty nine. Mark Andrews my tight end at sixty two hundred. Moore thirty eight hundred flex, and then Commanders D at twenty eight hundred. Nice. I got Justin Herbert at quarterback, 6,900. Deion Jackson at running back with 4,100. Austin Eckler to pair with my Justin Herbert at 8,400. At wide receiver, I have Cortland Sutton, Brand Ayuk, Jahan Dotson. Um, Tight end, I went with Tyler Higbee. And my flex, I have Aaron Jones. And for defense, I spent up and went with the Baltimore Ravens against the Houston Texans. Love it. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to FanDuel. Let's try to do this a little quicker. I shall go first. And on FanDuel, I'm going to go with Higby here on FanDuel. Oh, He's 5,300. Nice. Okay, so I don't need to take it tight end yet. Um, this is where I will go with Anthony Richardson at 6,700. All right, let's see. I, running back, I am going to go with B. John Robinson, only 7,800 here. <laughs> Give me that. Going with him next. Damn it. I even put him on my lineup. Uh, I got to X him out now. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. That was a good one. All right. Well, that throws me off a little bit. Um, shoot. Uh, I'm going to go with Raheem Mosert for FanDuel specifically. Um, you know, that, that running back room thinned out heading into week one. So I think he'll be a better play on FanDuel. So let, let's go with Mosert. And he's only um, 5,900. Yeah, I was looking at him over on DK. But uh, yeah, he's, yeah. Even, he's an even better value. And against the Chargers, Rendy, too. Yep. Oh, yeah, they're, they're bottom five. Uh, okay, give me some Tyler Lockett at 6,800. Mm, nice. Similar price range. I'm going wide receiver. I'm going with Christian Watson like uh, at 6,300. Not a big, you know, like not a ton of receptions, but uh, can score from anywhere. So I think he, he probably is a better FanDuel play. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to take Madison again. <laughs> Madison nice. again, 7,300. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I, the to. running back values are pretty pretty good on Fanduel. <laughs> yeah. Not not as much sticks out. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go Madison there at 7,300. All right. Well, the, the Commanders are appropriately priced. Um, yeah, no, that's why I didn't pick a defense. <laughs> They're all just expensive. Yeah. So I might just punt. Yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with other uh wide receiver i'm gonna go with man mari cooper at 6700 i think that that's probably a stinky play on yeah all right i'll go Jahan dotson here 6100 nice all right yeah it seems like all the values in between like the six and seven k uh at wide receiver on Fanduel. yep um man uh i'm gonna spend up at running back now i'm gonna i'm gonna go with austin eckler again on this at uh 9k all right I'm gonna go with the uh, the uh, Commanders again. <laughs> there you go. Forty nine hundred. Forty nine. Who? Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna spend up at receiver, so I'll go Tyree Kill at uh, eighty eight hundred. All right. Uh, so I got wide receiver and flex. I got sixty eight fifty average left to spend, or no wide receiver and flex and a uh, quarterback. Uh, I'll go Herbert here. County or go head to head with Eckler. <laughs> there you go. Let's go the cheaper route. Let's go uh, with Irv Smith Jr. 
4900 So I got 6850 average. I'll go Michael Thomas. 6 guys. Nice. Good fan duel type of play. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh so I'm left with 7500 uh, which means the top player available to me is Joe Mixon. And I, I do think he has a high floor. I, I don't know which backup's going to steal work from him, but a uh, good matchup against the Browns too. So $0 left on the table for my team. Uh, okay, I will go. I got So I got 7,700. So the top player for me would be Metcalf, but I already have Lockett. Also could take ETN. Mm. Uh, let's go with some... T. Higgins, 7,400. So I leave 300 on the table. So I got Herbert at 8,100 at quarterback, Bijan at 7,800 at running back with Madison at 73. Uh, Wide receivers, Tyra Lockett at 6,800, Dotson at 6,100, Michael Thomas at 6K, and T. Higgins at 7,400, Higby the tight end at 53, and Washington again at uh, 49. Nice. Uh, Yeah, so I went – Anthony Richardson at QB, 6,700. For running back, I went with Raheem Mostert, Austin Eckler. Uh, and then at wide receiver, I went Christian Watson, Mari Cooper, Tyreek Hill. Uh, trying to get as many Dolphins and Chargers as I can. Uh, tight end, I went with Irv Smith. In the flex, I took Joe Mixon. Um, and uh, for my defense, going with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, against okay. the Rams at 4,200. A little bit of a discount there. I see you. All right. Uh, all right. So that is going to do it for us here on the Fantasy Flex. Again, be sure to check out our Fantasy Projections pod for week one over on the Action Network podcast channel. And every Friday morning this season, Sean and I will bring back the night shift episode here for the Fantasy Flex where we preview the Sunday and Monday night football DFS slates. Check out actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL betting and fantasy content. Fantasylabs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on X at the underscore odds maker, me at Chris Raybon. And... We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get to shmoney. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.